0: Together. Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. You're a murder revolutionary, but you can't murder revolution. King Kong ain't got on me. Your five
1: dollar ass down before I make change. Well, the secret is you got to coordinate.
0: Damn. Good morning, my neighbors. I f- you! Yes, yes. F- you too.
1: Get out! Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the hood. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on
2: us. Yo, watch this. My name is Hartson Sean Edwards sitting across the table. What's up? Rock live again. From Kansas City. Margarita in hand. Cheers, baby. Cheers. cheers we didn't again. do that cheers last week. We didn't? I thought we did. I forget sometimes. We have too many. And the days blend in together, especially in August. Sean Edwards, what's the word, baby? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Staying busy? That phone's been going off. Yeah, man. What's yeah, happening?
1: Man. What you do? Man, I'm celebrating. What no, you I do? I didn't do nothing. I'm celebrating. Got another movie dropping.
2: My man? Well, hold on. Cheers again yeah, then. Yeah, Cheers. Yeah. Got another one. Yeah.
1: Another, Another one. one. There he is. This was some scary ass <laughs> shit. I don't want to talk too much about it. Just- Can I ask you
2: if it is with our friend Deion Taylor?
1: Yes, it is. Another okay, Hidden awesome. Empire project. Excellent. Hidden Empire film group in the house. So you know it's going to be good then? It's going to be excellent. I've seen it a hundred times. I worked on it. And
2: just when y'all it's were dope. thinking, Sean's over here just taking vacations. Dope. No, no, Sean's working. Nah,
1: it's dope. It's a, it's, a, it's a dope horror movie. I can't wait.
2: And I'm not a horror dude. You know that. I'm not a scary movie. I'm not guy. either. You know That's that. why I was hard on this one. Like, but this is
1: our dude. I'm going to watch it for him. I was scared of yeah, it's scary. Uh-oh. It's really scary. You got to wait till next year, but, I mean, 2022's almost here. It's August, man. It's going by fast.
2: Hey, at this point, though, man, maybe it's better that it is going to be a 2022 joint. Maybe we'll have something settled yeah. by then.
1: These masks are back. I had to bring, I had to give you one of mine, <laughs> Yeah. Because like, I'm confused by the dates because you got, like, state mandates, city mandates, county, county mandates, yeah. neighborhood <laughs> mandates. <laughs> Each one has a different date. I'm juggling dates <laughs> on my head. But you know what? I'm going to make it simple. I'm just going to mask up regardless. <laughs> Name broke, don't fix it. Let's mask up, baby. <laughs> I'm going to mummify my body. I'm not even, even going to play with it. And yes, I'm vaccinated, but I'm still not going to play with it. We're going to play with this mess.
2: Let's watch this. Another week in the book with and I. We take a look at the week that was through the Woo! lens what of pop what culture, cinema, streaming, what you're watching, what you're listening to. I love this shirt, man. Oh, man. that That's yeah, like rewind. a fake, fake blockbuster video with the KC. shirt.
1: KC, be kind. I love that. Trying to be nice out here in these streets.
2: Speaking of which, all right, be kind rewind, all right? What you watching? Let's, let's, let's see what Where Sean's we watching. With. I
1: watch a little bit of everything. The one thing that I'm watching, but apparently a lot of people aren't, are the Olympics. Patrick Mahomes, buddy. Let's go, dude. When's the Super Bowl? <laughs> Yo, let's talk verses.
3: Quarantine music fans getting the treat of a lifetime. They're calling it the versus effect. <laughs> of thousands of people are tuning in
1: that's madison square garden three times over the response was incredible like after this was over my numbers went up crazy all of the artists catalogs been going up 100 baby and
3: teddy riley's songs double in streams they crashed the internet
2: instagram made in it now crash ig the
1: biggest
3: event
1: monday night in- versus was the most incredible night of my life a lot of people call it battles we're battling enough in the world today so let's flip it around and celebrate each other by playing amazing songs that changed the Great
0: news here is you're actually gonna keep it going. So who else are we gonna see?
1: Y'all better recognize. Explain what it is for those who have no idea what this is. Break it okay, down. so Versus was actually an Instagram, an IG Live creation. It popped up during the height of the pandemic. It was essentially created by Swizz Beats and Timberland. And if I gotta break down who Swizz Beats and Timberland is, then you're checking out of this segment <laughs> entirely. already lost yeah, we already We've lost already you, lost, so lost you. We've already lost you. So. These two fine gentlemen, who happen to be some of the best producers in the world, created this concept called Versus, where you have two particular artists, usually that represent some sort of historical perspective because they have had to have been around for a while and amassed a catalog that's worthy of celebration. And you take these two artists and you put them up against each other and one artist does a song and another artist does a song and they do a song and another person does a song and you determine who's got the dopest catalog. And it, it started off simple because it was just the IG Live thing, but now they do it in person and it's broadcast through IG Live. So it's basically like the greatest concert you could ever attend in, in your life. And it's concert meets rap battle meets
2: all-star games meets, 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 meets hall social, of fame.
1: meets social media. It's all of that. I mean, it's just dope and the fact that corporate America hasn't Like, just jumped on this because, dude, the numbers of people watching huge. Dude, some of these verses have had more than a million people check in.
2: And it goes up every single week.
1: Every time. Now every the time. pandemic really is what got this going, right? This is something. It did. That- but it's it's actually I'm I'm telling you dude, this is my prediction. This is one of the few things that was created during the pandemic that's not gonna fade post pandemic. Versus is already a household name in the urban market. And this last versus was great. a yeah, and this last versus was a true tribute to the culture of hip hop, the locks versus dipset. And if I have to break that down, <laughs> I just lost you again. But but I will say this: as a as a child of hip hop, as someone who made a living on hip hop, as someone who used to write for the Source, for Vibe, Double XL magazine, I gotta like reevaluate my top five greatest MCs of all time because my dude Jadakiss representing the Locks, Lord have mercy! Talk about the king of New York.
0: New York, the real New York. I'm outside. I don't live in Miami. I don't live in Colorado. Come to my block and see me, my. I
2: you got all the guitar clicks. I'm from
1: New York.
2: What? I'm here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is gonna help jumpstart more
1: tours, Jada, I think. Dipset and the locks are going on tour. Why would you that's not? Perfect. That's like that's dough on top of dough. And after watching that versus the cost and the price of the tickets just went up. Like you said, it's WWE, Super Bowl, all the I'll take game. this. I, I I'll take this over
2: all that celebrity boxing bullshit that's going on right oh, now. Oh, percent That YouTube boxing stuff. Man, like, so that's kind of
1: these, what this is. Some of these matchups have been classic. Man, when they did the Monica versus Brandy, what? Look, they did Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, these are old dudes.
2: Man, these are dream matchups. No, my
1: dream matchup is when we start. We need to, We got to take verses to heaven. I want to see Michael Jackson versus Prince.
2: Ring the bell, ding ding.
1: We're going to heaven on that one. And Michael Jackson would get destroyed by Prince. T K O. No, no, straight no. The straight KO. K-O, K-O. <laughs> Prince got too much stuff. K O. All right, let's wrap it up with this. And
2: I think that folks like you are helping amplify it. This Alvin Ailey documentary, man.
0: It's important. Do you feel as though you had to sacrifice anything to stay in dance? Everything.
3: The Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater is one of the most important contemporary dance companies in the world. People were
1: just, oh my
0: God, they've never seen anything like it.
1: Choreographers start with an empty space, a body or two, and we say carve the space. I love creating something where there was nothing before. I was born in the Depression, 1931. Rural country, tough times. When I was 14, I discovered the theater. And it touched something in me, but there was no bodyguard. Alvin entertained my dreams that a black boy could actually dance.
3: Being able to say through the choreography, I am, it transcends
1: dance. Break it down for us. Yeah, man, we're talking about a lot of stuff that if you don't know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Alvin a he's definitely a pioneer. Absolutely. Um, African-American, created the first black dance company in america just a pioneer in the art form of ballet did so much groundbreaking work in that arena finally a documentary that documents his life they did a great job of you know going from the beginning and taking it to the end but they also had the benefit of having a lot of his performances that this dance company did around the world available for them to use because it's really hard to tell the alvin ailey story without really seeing these works of art's that he created in the arena of ballet and then they talked a lot about his personal stories and his struggles with mental health right and his struggles with right. coming out right. unfortunately the one thing that's missing from the documentary that i wish they included was alvin ailey's strong ties to kansas city Absolutely and how he right. created and and really increased that that cultural footprint by reaching out to a small midwestern city and just really helping them to latch on to the art form of ballet Friends of Alvin Ailey still exist in Kansas City, Ailey Camp which teaches young kids the art of ballet is still around very influential, they did it here first, Uh, very 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 groundbreaking and pioneering ideas that took off from here and that wasn't included at all in the documentary, that's my only knock on the documentary but if you don't know about Alvin Ailey the documentary is a great starting point you need to watch, you need to know and you need to learn
2: you know I don't know a lot of producers in the Business, <clears throat> but I do know one <coughs> who I'm sitting right across the table from. That uh, sounds like a story worth telling. Yeah,
1: it's definitely, Sean definitely feature Edwards. film, definitely some feature as film. As you got a KC yeah. shirt on, as we exactly, speak. definitely some feature film territory I'm just right saying, there. Man, definitely I'm just feature, fi- no, 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 definitely feature film territory. I will, I will 100% agree with that. Alvin Ailey was an amazing artist and an amazing pioneer.
2: Sean Edwards, I'm ready to go, man. That was excellent. I think we queued up. Watch a lot of stuff. I think we got these folks ready. to do A little bit of news, and then we'll go do some fun stuff again. All right. Let's Let's do it, what's happening
1: in the world of news?
0: Bye Felicia. Box office battle, Black Widow star Scarlett Johansson now suing Disney over the release of the hit Avengers spin-off on Disney+. Plus. We are talking about one of the highest paid actresses in the world, saying she's not getting paid enough for her latest movie, Black Widow. That's according to this lawsuit. We have unfinished business. The actress has sued the Walt Disney Company over the way the company chose to release her latest film, Black Widow, alleging a breach of contract.
3: With the pandemic, everything has changed. So Black Widow was released simultaneously in theaters and on Disney+. Plus.
0: The lawsuit filed Thursday says, with the bulk of Miss Johansson's compensation being tied to box office receipts, Disney knew that the cannibalization of such receipts by Disney Plus would save Marvel, and by extension Disney, very large amounts of money that it would otherwise owe Miss Johansson. Adding, her team's attempts to reach an understanding were ignored. You don't know everything about me. The film broke pandemic era records and has brought in over $300 million worldwide, millions more from streaming on Disney Plus. But the Wall Street Journal reports the the actress may have lost out on more than $50 million in revenue that could have been generated by the movie's success.
2: Scar jo
1: v. Dizzy. Woo, man. This seems it. significant, right? It's No, it's tremendously significant. I get both sides. I understand what Disney was trying to do. As a corporation, they're trying to survive the pandemic. So I I understand their strategy with their release models on all their films. I mean, look, you can't just rely on movie theaters right now. You're going to lose. And they're like, look, we got a streaming platform. And that's the arena in which they want to grow. So I understand if you got this content that people want to see, you use that as the carrot to dangle in front of people to get these monthly subscriptions. Because once you lock people in monthly, you got them and I mean that's the future that's the growth of, of, of the movie business is streaming and all the different platforms in which you can show content so I get Disney I get what they're trying to do Scarlett Johansson I 100% understand I mean you're artists these actors directors producers were are making money based on off box office returns with these back end deals and, and you know that once Disney this,
2: does something we're past the point of no return at that point
1: because they, they own some of the biggest money earning IPs that are out there I mean they have Marvel they have star wars they have pixar i mean those are i mean those are huge ips so you know like i said i get where disney's coming from i also get where scarlett johansson's coming from and representing like the actors and the filmmakers and the producers that are are invested into these projects but (laughs) the problem i do have is uh -uh, why scarlett johansson gotta be the spokesperson because people ain't feeling old girl like that scar joe
2: voice the voiceless um Woo, okay man. okay
1: I have so many mixed feelings about that Hey more power to her but also like Disney said we already paid you 20 million I need this I'm not getting paid battle cry to come from like someone who's made a major movie that got paid table scraps 20 million <sighs>
2: This is a case that's going to be bigger than her and bigger than just this moment about Black Widow. And it's just, you know, if, if our new populist face is Scarlett Johansson, uh, yeah, then we are in we are in for a hell of a ride.
1: Because Black Widow didn't have no black people in it anyway. You know
2: what I mean? Like, imagine like, if this was Zendaya leading the cause to recalibrate the system, man. I can see that, and I think we both have the same issues. So oh, we want to root for Scarlett Johansson. I want and she to get that money. Man. Yeah, and we want everybody to get that money.
1: Scarlett can't be the face, right? Scarlett, Scarlett can't be the face. Are
2: we bad guys for saying that? Maybe, but I don't care. I've I been, just- I've
1: <laughs> been a bad guy before. I'll be a bad guy on this one. But like I'm saying, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against anyone getting that money, and I understand that contracts were set and put in place, and the pandemic kind of threw things off. But Scarlett's not the one. The baby uh,
2: suffers oh, the consequences.
3: <laughs> Celebrities are speaking out following the baby's homophobic comments made during his recent appearance at the Rolling Loud festival in Miami. Yeah, and one of those stars is Dua Lipa, who recently collaborated with the rapper on the remix of her hit song, Levitating. Responding to his comments, the Grammy winner shared a statement on her Instagram story reading, I'm surprised and horrified at DaBaby's comments. I really don't recognize this as a person I worked with. I know my fans know where my heart lies and that I stand 100% with the LGBTQ community. We need to come together to fight the stigma and ignorance around HIV AIDS. Following the backlash, DaBaby released a statement on Twitter writing, Anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS, HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. What I said was insensitive, even though I have no intentions on offending anybody. So my apologies, but the LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you, y'all business is y'all business. Sean Edwards, break it
1: down. What does Forrest Gump say? Sometimes stupid does and stupid do, or what what was the saying? I'm about to bring Jesus in on this one. Lord have mercy. So all humans have not evolved. Not at all. I said earlier in the show, I'm a child of hip hop. I can't sit here and say I'm a child of hip hop And not admit that Man The history of hip hop In the LGBT community Has been Rugged To say the least Like I've been listening to hip hop Damn near my whole life And Everything that the baby said Was 100% dead wrong and I've heard worse. <laughs> like I've absolutely posit- heard worse in recordings during concerts while hanging out with rappers. Mm-hmm. So at the barbershop. Oh my god, yes. There's been an educational struggle. Absolutely. Uh, there's been a cultural struggle. Um, is it getting better in hip hop? What you think? It's gotten better. No, it's gotten better. Which is like that was why I was so confused by you know everything that the baby did on stage. I'm like, dude did did you meet Michael J. Fox and he transported you back to 1989? <laughs> Like, what happened? If nothing else, man, read the room. It's just, if you just watch a little bit of TV, if you just read a little bit, if you've just been on social media for five minutes, I mean, you should be able to understand the climate and have a general sense of what's going on out here. Either he's extremely clueless or 100% doesn't give a And And I thought Chris Brown... And when you're quoting Chris Brown, that's saying a lot. I thought <laughs> I thought Chris Ooh. Brown summed it up the best. Ooh. He's like, just go on stage, perform, thank your fans, and shut the f up. Wait, like, but when you're quoting Chris Brown on something, that's how egregious what Ooh. you did is. Boy. <laughs> and if you're out there listening, it's dub baby the one D A. He's the one who f the babysitter, not little baby. There's a difference. Don't get them confused.
2: And Little Baby <laughs> wants you to know the difference real hard right now. Exactly. He really wants you to know the difference right now. I
1: just feel so bad for Dua Lipa. Every rap interlude. (laughs) ain't worth it. It ain't, it ain't. Sorry, Dua.
2: Sean Edwards, welcome to the Billionaires Club. Rihanna.
3: Rihanna just joined the Billionaires Club. I couldn't tell you how happy I am. On Wednesday, Forbes announced that the 33-year-old singer has officially become the wealthiest female musician in the world and is second only to Oprah Winfrey as the richest female entertainer. Sky's the limit, no rules. I can do whatever I want. The publication estimates Riri's worth has climbed to an impressive $1.7 billion, due in large part to her ventures in the world of beauty and fashion. It's like a newborn, so you just, you have to nourish it and be hands-on, and I've been really excited. Can't believe it happened that quickly. We've been working on it for years. Fenty Beauty, which Forbes confirms Rihanna is is a 50% owner of, makes up $1.4 billion of the mogul's fortune, which is super impressive since she only just launched the brand in 2017.
1: I ain't mad at her. We'll never be mad at her. Nah. And you know what? She did it, and it wasn't because of the music. Like She's straight businesswoman. Like That's how you do it, man. You take the knowledge, and you just make it happen. But here's what's interesting that no one's really talking about. Rihanna's a billionaire. Kanye West is a billionaire. Jay-Z's a billionaire, Beyonce's about to be a billionaire. That whole clique that's surrounded around Jay-Z, like he's actually practicing what he preaches he makes people rich. That's all the same clique. Like, the only other black people that are in entertainment that aren't billionaires is like Oprah and Tyler Perry. Everybody else is in the Jay Z clique. <laughs> what is this black rat pack called? Do they got a name yet? They don't have a name. They don't need the a millionaire. Name. Rock
2: Nation. That's it. What am I saying? That's it. He's already got a name for it. It's called Rock Nation. <laughs> Rock Nation. <laughs> and let's wrap it up with this Sean Edwards. MTV turns 40. Five, four. We've gone for
3: main engine start. We have main engine start.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Wow. Where were you? Watching
1: it <laughs> as it came on air at 12.01 a.m. <laughs> Did you watch it live? Y'all 40 now, man. Tell that story. I'm way past 40. That's why I remember. But no, they um, they promoted it all summer long. And I, I remember um, cable service was provided through American Cablevision. Now, we didn't have it in my house, but my aunt had it. I mean, they were passing out buttons in the neighborhood. and You didn't even know what it was. Buttons were big back then. You pin them on your jean jacket. I know a lot of people are trying to beat that back now in 2021, but buttons were all the rage in the 80s. I just remember May, June, July, that's all they talked about like music channel music channel and we were like huh like what is what is this music channel and you got excited about it because you just got excited about it. it wasn't nothing else to watch you know primarily mostly like white rock groups but we didn't care and you were just like this is the coolest shit i've ever seen and we're hooked Ever since,
2: I gotta imagine that this big date deal. was a, it's, this is a big thing for you,
1: right? It was a bigger deal when it got cool, though. My connection with MTV, because you gotta remember, they didn't they didn't play a lot of black artists, but when they did, they gravitated toward actually. Prince first because Prince had two music videos 1999 and Little Red Corvette that they played before they really got into the whole Michael Jackson thing and then Michael Jackson blew everybody's mind first with Billie Jean and then later beat it and then Thriller came much later but the Thriller premiere was something you would never forget and then my biggest connection to MTV is when they started Yo MTV Raps because Yo MTV Raps actually kicked off before local radio stations actually played hip-hop on air like Hot 103 here in Kansas City, they didn't play hip-hop on a regular basis until deep into the 90s.
2: That changed your life. yeah. Oh,
1: Fab Five Freddy? Fab Five Freddy's still one of the coolest dudes on the planet to this day. But, yeah, we're celebrating MTV at 40. But my biggest thing with this is that Rolling Stone magazine, they put out an article celebrating the 100 best music videos ever. And it's the most garbage list ever because it's actually a non-starter. Because any list that says they're celebrating the 100 best music videos ever made and it doesn't have Thriller at number one is immediately invalid. And they did not have Thriller at number one. That list is immediately invalid. And just so people know, Rolling Stone said uh, Beyonce's formation was the best video of all time. <laughs>
2: okay. Wait, by the way, it's a good video. Don't get me wrong. We're not knocking it. It's a great video. It's not the best of all time. It's not not even by a
1: mile. That's not even Beyonce's best video of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's easily single ladies' greatest legacy. Forty years later, go. MTV's greatest legacy. Forty years later is that a bunch of directors usually out of film school got a chance to hone their skills by shooting and filming music videos that later went on to become great directors like David Fincher wow excellent yeah. Mark Romantic the list goes on and on and and on and on so like you know this era of great directors they all got their start most of them shooting music videos that's the greatest contribution to me Sean Edwards when we come back you talk too
0: Jennifer Hudson,
1: yeah, baby, my man. How yeah. is she? I mean, Jennifer's great, man. Uh, we she go back. She seems like a we treasure, man. To, yeah, Seriously. we worked together before. She huh. did a movie called The Secret Life of Bees, oh, and yeah, so yeah. yeah, I helped do some promotional stuff Excellent. the uh, Toronto Film Festival back in the day. She's she's cool. She's fun, man. She's you know, she's like classy hood. Classy hood, huh? She's classy hood. How, I, how, I love how Jennifer. Do, how you do classy hood, Sean? Edwards? she does it? Just <laughs> follow Jennifer Hudson
2: around. I mean, her story. Think about that. Jennifer Hudson is an icon now, and we found her on TV, on a singing show. And
1: she didn't win.
2: And she didn't win. Like, didn't that's win. wild,
1: man. She didn't win America. But she was on American Idol when American Idol was hard to win. But she's arguably probably the second most successful person off of American Idol. Who number one? Carrie Underwood.
2: I would have said number one is Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, that's what I was the number one. I
1: don't know. Carrie Underwood's got more bangers than Kelly Clarkson. I'm talking about overall success. Kelly <laughs> Clarkson's on TV every day well, now, now. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's moved up a you little bit. You know what bit. I mean? Jennifer's done TV movies, but Jennifer's got that Oscar. The Oscar's the hardest trophy to get how's respect respect's great it's all because of jennifer i mean jennifer's a really good actress and she could do no wrong and the fact that she can sing and sounded like aretha franklin was fantastic it's a, it's a great movie it's a an adult movie that was completely watchable it was entertaining it was informative it's hard to Encapsulate Aretha Franklin's entire life in two and a half hours, so if you have to knock it, that's tough. It's really tough, which is why the the TV series genius had an advantage over the movie because they were able to tell Aretha Franklin's story. I believe it was like eight episodes, so that gave them time to expand on it. And Cynthia Revo was great as Aretha Franklin as well. So I'm not going to pit Cynthia Revo versus Jennifer Hudson. They 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 both portrayed her very well but if i had to lean one way i'm leaning toward jennifer hudson's performance i just liked it a little bit better but it's it's a good movie overall but she has some really great things to say about bringing aretha franklin's story to life sean
2: edwards and jennifer hudson watch this
3: assume the position Ah! put your bad self. say it loud
1: much pressure was there on you because she did an uncle sam on you she was like i want you to tell her life story i mean you know come on that's
3: a lot a lot of pressure like it's one thing to have the queen of soul say you want to she wants you to play her but then you have to play the queen of soul that we all love so much i'm like oh my god why are you messing with me like like how how That's the first question. And but 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 it was because of her encouragement, that's what got me through it. You know, even when I would have moments like, oh my God, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? Because it's not nothing easy to do. You can't just wake up and say, I'm gonna be the queen of soul today. No, it doesn't work like that. How many albums have you had? Four and no hits. Honey, find the songs that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere.
1: How many songs did you actually sing of hers for the movie, for the film? That
3: is a great question. Ooh, I don't know why 13 comes to mind. Somewhere up in there. And I sang them all live while filming. I just remember when I finally got to the last one, I had already passed and I'm like, I'm done singing. I am, you know, <laughs> but I think it's about 13.
1: Which song was the most challenging for you?
3: Um, I like to think all of them, but... If I have to pick one, I would say respect is the one that just like stopped me in my tracks While I was like, wait a minute, I get to sing respect. And I think why I would say all of them are challenging because all of Aretha's songs are iconic and they're treasures to us all. So how do you recreate this and maintain the context in which we know it and love it? That's important to me as a music lover and as a fan. Find the songs that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere. I need a change. I want to sing what I want to sing.
1: Now, had you ever performed uh, an Aretha Franklin song before? Like, you know, when you were coming up as young Jennifer or when you were on American Idol?
3: My American Idol audition song was Share Your Love With Me by Aretha Franklin. So, yeah. And my American Idol tour song was Baby, Baby, Sweet Baby, Since You've Been Gone by Aretha Franklin, which I got to record for the film as well. So, I, again, I've been a fan. And I mean, if you're a singer and you want to sing, you're definitely going to listen to some Aretha. And at some point she's going to have an impact on you as a as an
1: artist, so this is good, huh? It's real good. And I told you, she's ghetto classy, right? Ghetto classy, That's very it. ghetto That's classy. It. Put she's ghetto that on a shirt. Tell yeah. her to put yeah. that on a shirt. <laughs> I'm ghetto classy, baby, and uh-huh. proud of it. Damn it. When we come back, Sean, we're going to wrap
2: this thing up with a review of the new Suicide Squad. I love this. Like, I'm excited for this movie.
1: You're going to hate me. me. No. You're going to hate me. I was, it's all I, good, though. Man, I brought my popcorn bags <laughs> ready. Be ready. It might be for you. Here's the deal. The Suicide Squad, you know, I wish life were more like kickball. Where you just get to do a do-over, because they basically are doing this over. I didn't think the first one was that bad. It's not great. And in my opinion, is the second one really that much better than the first one? Well, you know what? Let's find out, Sean Edwards.
2: Let's find out. Watch this. I have to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual
0: Chocolate. Super villains. Sad souls in costumes. Wanting you to think they're all dark and deep. What's it like, living life as a punchline? But all it would take would be one blessed act of rebellion for you to
3: restore your dignity in its entirety. You know the deal. Complete the mission, you get ten years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. Love him or hate
1: him, these are your brothers and sisters for the next few days.
3: Any questions? Hand? Yes, that is your hand. Very good.
0: We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for God's sake.
2: All right, Sean. Break it down. The Suicide Squad.
1: Oh, my
0: God.
2: Sans Will Smith this time. Yes. Was that the reason why this was even made? Is because they had to, had to retcon Will out of it? I, it is
1: some other stuff, too.
2: It wasn't not the reason why.
1: <laughs> no, right. Okay. It's a lot of behind closed door stuff com, coming off with this one. Um, What you think? I will tell you this hard, so I've never been more annoyed by a movie in my entire life. Oh, why? Tell me why. It's just, it was just annoying. It's one of those movies where, like, the director was just trying to too hard to be cool i'm like this is calm now down. we got, uh,
2: this is the gun guy, right? From, James Gunn, from yeah. From all of the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: There's a way you can do too much, and there's a way you shouldn't do too much. And he chose the way you shouldn't do too much. <laughs> okay. A big problem with the movie, too, for all you parents out there listening, it's way too violent for kids. Way too gory, and for no good reason at all. Like, come on, man. Is Torn that it like down. a DC
2: intentional thing? Do they want to not be Marvel?
1: I guess they really don't want to be Marvel, but, I mean, Marvel... Marvel know how to scoop that dough, so you might wanna <laughs> <laughs> imitate them a little bit more. It was just way too way too violent and gory, um a little bit misogynistic. And um how many how many movies has, has Margot Robbie been Harley Quinn? It's a bunch, but I love her though, man. But she's beginning to water the character down, and it's it's so far removed from who the character is on the comic book pages now. And it almost felt like this is Margot Robbie on Halloween night pretending to dress up as Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's kind of almost it's, like playing the caricature of yes, Margot Robbie yes, playing yes, Harley Quinn. Yes, yes, yes. getting a, it's getting a little old, man. This movie just to me was just a little too jittery. I mean, for me, all the jokes sort of felt flat, and it's like, oh man. What's What's going on? It's not funny. And then the, the final 30 minutes was like WTF. Good way. And that's or bad hard to way. say in a bad way. Ah, shut I am not feeling this movie Dude. at all. What do they want us to get out of it? You know, when we watch a Marvel movie,
2: we know it's gonna lead to something else. What is this building towards? Do we know?
1: Like no. do they have a bigger world? They out were of just this? trying to show you how ridiculously over the top we can be, and that's okay. the prize.
2: Maybe I'm asking too much then. Maybe you're, no, you're asking not. too much.
1: No, but that I mean, you can do that. Like, okay, here's an example of how over-the-top works, as long as you keep it within the constraints of the plot and the storytelling, is Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Those movies are stupidly over-the-top, but they work because what Quentin did was he kept all of it within the the confines of the story that he's trying to tell, and it was like a natural progression and a reason for all the mayhem that happened in both those films. This one is just, they're just doing stuff, and you're like, okay, that was... Cool, and yeah, Margot Robbie got to like, slice up 50 dudes, but okay, where we where are we going? I, I don't know. Idris Elba looked bored. I, I I don't know. It didn't work for me. It was just just an example of like a director trying really, really too hard. But you know how it is. That one kid in school who's always trying to be cool, but the coolest dude is actually the person who's not trying to be cool. And I thought if they would have toned it down a little better and provided a little more direction and told a better story, it would have been a better movie.
2: Alright, Sean, break it down for me on that popcorn level, my friend. Woo! Pop- Popcorn bags We give on this one I'm gonna be nice Oh be nice okay, look at Two That's, That's nice, nice. <laughs> That's being
1: nice Oh Sean I'm giving out zeros <laughs>
2: When we come back We go home Not baby Not one It's <laughs> two We gonna wrap this thing up My name's hard To let Sean Edwards Like Jay-Z
1: said What's better One billionaire or Two Two <laughs> Watch this
0: Bye Felicia
2: Sean Edwards What's in our queue For next week huh? What we got on this Here show
1: Man we gonna have Some fun man We gonna break down The actual film Respect with the Actual review Let people know What I'm gonna watch Jennifer cannot Hudson cannot And Marlon Wayans Was doing up there On the big screen Cause you can't watch That one at home And I'm catching up With my girl Victoria Justice Ooh, she nice. got a, Yeah man She got a new movie On Netflix She's a pretty cool chick What's the movie This movie's called Afterlife of the party
2: Oh okay yeah it's Popped up in your
1: queue And they do the <laughs> autoplay yeah. And it startles you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, okay, okay, I'll watch that. And you watch it by accident because they, <laughs> they shocked you into man, it. That's, man, Netflix, <laughs> man, Netflix forcing some movies man, they and TV series down. on you. Yeah. They got the formula <laughs> down. Like, oops, Sean. I didn't really mean to watch this, but I'm on episode seven, so I'll <laughs> keep on going. Hold on, Sean Edwards. I'll see you on our sheet for next week. What? What's on there? John Cena. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, John Cena's got another damn movie. He got another one out. Yeah, some vacation thing. My man, John Cena. Yeah, I guess the summer of Cena. This is that summer of man, Cena. How many movies has he been in? He's like the white James Brown, the
2: hardest working man in the Hardest
1: working work, and he's dude. wrestling again
2: too, right now. Yes, he's
1: wrestling like, again. Like he don't sleep, taking on Roman Reigns. At is he still Slam? married? No, so that's why he got all this free time.
2: But I think she is though, and she's pregnant.
1: So now you already.
2: Know. So now you know why he's so busy, right? He mad.
1: Whoa, is it a Jason Sudeikis situation? <laughs> Have you not been watching no, I Total
2: Nikki Bellas? To, no, hell no. Uh, e. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, Sean. i never watched it. Nikki Bella got a new dude.
1: That was his girl? Got a new baby. That's right. That was his girl, that right? That was his chick. So who's the dude? Some rich square who's yeah, but, not John Cena? Yeah, but the square lawyer dude can actually have sex because he's not just roiding up. <laughs> he ain't roiding up. And John took
2: that personally. I mean, it kind of makes sense why my guy's been so busy recently. It he, makes sense, he right? He mind
1: off of it. He's got that he he's, busy. He's in revenge mode right now, right? He's in revenge mode. He's in collect the check mode. Yeah, but John Cena can get anybody he wants, right? It's John Kinda Cena. Kind of, sort of? Could he get Rihanna?
2: Rihanna ain't interested.
1: Nah, because Rihanna. <laughs> like, Rihanna ain't interested. She don't go that way at all, boy. She's like Chris Brown, A$AP, Rocky, like, Drake. Who this nerd? Who this nerd, <laughs> who this nerd? <laughs> with armbands? You gotta be cool as hell. Man, Chris Rock tells the funniest joke about that. He's like, one time I like, came in contact with Rihanna. Rihanna, like, he thought for a second he might try to holler, and he said, Rihanna looked at him like he was her uncle. <laughs> yeah, I was shot. He's like, I'm sorry, Miss Fenty. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Hart, so that's Sean Edwards.
2: What's up, man? Back next Dope week. Show.
1: Olympics will be dumb. We won't have to talk about that anymore. Damn. We're going to be bringing you a show like I'm running a 200-meter dash.
2: Ooh, win the curve, in the race, Sean Edwards. <laughs> win the curve, in the race. My name's Hart, so that's Sean. Ooh, we'll see you next week. Watch this. I miss my girl,
0: man. Look at him working. Look at him. Where the <laughs> food at?